Well, we are very fortunate now to welcome from Shiro Games, game director Quentin LaPere, and of course, Dylan Robinson, the community manager. Shiro Games recently launched War Tales onto Xbox Series S and X. Uh, Quentin, Dylan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank Lovely you. to be here. Hello. I'm excited to talk to you guys. Shiro Games known for a number of things, Dune Spice Wars, uh, War Tales and such. Uh, but talk to me about War Tales. My understanding is this game was available for early access all the way back in December of 2021. Uh, and it's had a full PC release in April of 2023. What kind of things did you guys learn during that early access period? Oh, yeah, uh, so a lot of things. Um, maybe I, I will talk a bit about War Tales to explain the game. Um, basically, the game is a tactical RPG, an open world, in which you play a band of mercenaries uh, roaming the land and looking for money and glory and fame, of course. And um, by, um, by doing so, you, you will uh, go to the villages, you will take contracts, you will kill people, you will rest in your camp, you will upgrade your camp. Crafting uh, cooking pots, crafting tents, crafting maybe beehives also. So yeah, you can you can do a lot of things. You have a lot of systems, uh, a lot of content. The game is very generous on this uh, on this point. And um, of of course, to do this, the early access is very very important to us because um, uh, when you launch when you launch a game in early access, and it's what we do here at Hero Games. Uh, we want uh, the early access to be uh, a moment of sharing with uh, the community. Uh, so the community uh, will address us a lot of feedbacks during the early access. And uh, we want to take the time to, you know, um, discuss, to talk with the community about this. And we had a lot of systems uh, during the early access. Uh, for example, the confessions, the system of relationships, um, new regions, new systems, new content, and the early access is very precious uh, for us um, because it's a, the type of game uh, in which you have a, a very large community uh, which is also very vocal and uh, they have a lot of ideas because the game is very you know free. You can uh, do a you can be whatever you want to be in the game. You can be a thief, you can be a merchant, you can be an explorer. And um, our player base had a lot of ideas how to improve you know, on this. And uh, yeah, the early access was um, a good time of uh, upgrading the DMA, I would say. I'd also add the, uh, the main thing that we learned was um, taking into account our vision and adapting it with, as Quentin said, uh, player feedback and making the game together. Well, that, that begs the question then, what was the vision of the game early on? What was it you guys were trying to accomplish? Um, so to answer to this, I would say like Nicola Canas, which is the CEO of Shiro uh, Games, uh, wanted um, a game in which you play uh, not only one mercenary, but a band of mercenaries. Uh, you had a lot of you know, games with, in which you, you play a more action-based uh, game, you know. Um, and here we wanted uh, a game about management, about more tactical uh, deepness, I would say. Um, and uh, the main idea was to have a nomadic band of mercenaries. 
That's why you don't settle uh, in the game. You always have your camp with you and you upgrade your camp, you craft new camp gear, camping gear. And um, the, the, the main idea yeah, was, okay, you will roam the land freely, uh, doing a lot of missions, a lot of contracts, going to various regions with different biomes, and you will uh, never settle on one place only. And it's very, the main vision of Quartes was this. And this is why we never did like, uh, you can buy your land or you can buy your kingdom or you can settle your own kingdom. You are basically nobody in the game. You are not the heroes, you know, uh, solving huge problems. You are only, mm -hmm. you know, like very low people and dying in the mud, uh, in the blood, you know. And this is the game. You can have, you, you have a permadeath in the game for your for your mercenaries. So uh, we wanted we, we didn't want to have only one main character. The camp was the main character uh, in some sort of ways. So yeah. It's interesting to me because in reading about War Tales and in watching a lot of the coverage, uh, my understanding. Each region has a storyline, but there's no main quest line. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it's correct. Yeah. <clears throat> Basically, Talk to me a little bit you, about that. Uh, yeah. So as I said, uh, we didn't want a main storyline because we were a bit tired of the games that tell you what to do. Uh, we mm -hmm. wanted the player to, you know, be inventive, uh, be free to do what he wants to do. Uh, so we didn't want a main quest also because we didn't want the player to be the problem solver, the problem solver of the world. Um, you are just, you know, mercenaries and uh, your guys have uh, ideas, they have also desires, uh, they can die. So yeah, we, um, we only wanted to have little scenarios in each region. Uh, so you can go in a region, you can do a scenario uh, with quest, etc. But <clears throat> you will not solve a huge problem that are bigger than you, I would say. Uh, you will only maybe affect the, the end of the scenario in a way or another, uh, maybe good or bad for you, but the game is always gray. We don't tell you what's good in the game. Uh, or in the universe, because we are not uh, manicures, I would say. I don't know the word. La différence de bien le mal. The good and the... Yeah, there, there is a sort of good and evil. It just depends on... Uh, it's a question of point of view. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's gotcha. right. You, um, you, you will never do something that the games uh, will tell you that is good, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. You will only do things, you know. And there will be consequences, good or bad for your for your troop, but not very good or bad from a moral point of view. I would say mm -hmm. that has to be one fun to make, but two probably have to do a lot of tweaking. And I guess you talked a lot about talking to the community for uh, feedback during early access and adjusting to to create like a system of actions and consequences that didn't have a moral good or bad that had to be difficult i would think yeah it's not very easy but to be honest 
we had ideas in meetings. You know, we here at Euro we do a lot of meetings um, in which we throw ideas. You know, and once we just throw um, from a, a fun idea, we just commit on it and we want it to be in the game. So it's hard from a balancing point of view, if you want, but it was very fun to do uh, because the development is um, done from this perspective uh, and the whole game is like this, you know. That's why you have a lot of uh, humor in the game, uh, mm-hmm. very funny situations, very maybe mm-hmm. sometimes very comic situations, uh, especially with animals, because mm-hmm. yeah, animals are a huge thing in the in, in Martes. You can uh, you can take them, you can give them roles for uh, for your for your troop. You can um, name them ca- um, captain, yeah. you know. So yeah, it's. So, all these things are um, based on, okay, we want to do a game that we love, that we would like to play, um, and not a game that will just answer to you know, a, ma- a market or a player base. Also, mm-hmm. we want a game uh, which you know, uh, is like us. You know. in, in creating a tactical RPG, you guys have a lot of systems in play, not just combat, yeah. not just an economy, but I, I've watched players, uh, you know, raid things, uh, make use of the animals, destroy camps, build camps. There's a lot of systems in play here. Yes. Yeah. Um, basically, what is it? Just a huge uh, system of systems. System of systems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, the, the main idea was uh, in each region uh, also, we want the player to do something different uh, from uh, what he is done until now. And we, during the early access and uh, now also, uh, we keep adding new systems. Uh, so yeah, as you said, you have the combat, we have the camp, uh, we have also the Tomb of the Ancients, uh, which is a sort of dungeon crawler in which you have the light and you have to play with the light in combat. Uh, we have the Roost, which is a type of sport, uh, maybe like rugby or American football. Uh, we also have uh, Forsaken Villages, so uh, it, it's close to what was you know, the um, zombie mode of Call of Duty. Uh, we also have uh, the, path system. the path systems in which you can be a thief. So basically, the paths are, uh, so for example, crime and chaos. So you can be a thief, and you have bonuses and upgrades and quests in this path. But you can also want uh, be a merchant. So you will go to the path of merchant, you know, and you have new systems uh, that will unlock also uh, um, with the levels. Uh, passive. Yeah, a it's lot a of passive system. Yeah, it's a passive system. Uh, yeah, we have. You have also professions and jobs. Yeah. Uh, you can be a blacksmith, uh, um, alchemist, uh, miner, etc. Uh, and these professions also have mini games. Yeah. Uh, when we have an idea of a new system, we just do it because 
we think it's good and we want to have variation around the combat variation around the exploration also and variation just you know um, in your session of gaming uh, you play one hour uh, two days the next hour will be totally different yeah. uh, of course you will fight but you will fight in different different ways, different different ways. yeah to create so many systems that are so intricate, and you described a thief, a miner, uh, and a merchant, any other number of roles that you can play, that sounds like it takes a lot of time to create. Um, yeah. How, how long is pre-production for Wolf? Uh, maybe a year, something like yeah. this. I think it was a year. And then a little over a year for early access. Yeah, yeah. And it's... Well, not a year yet, but it's been a couple of months since yeah. uh, 1.0 release. From when we start, it, it's been like three, three, three years. Yeah. yeah, three years. Yeah. So yeah, of course it takes a lot of time, but it. I, I, I don't know how to say it, but it, it seems to be uh, an evidence. We, mm -hmm. Each time we we added a new system or new contents, it was an evidence to do like this. You know. So it was very, very fluid. Uh, it was a, a, a weird development from a developer point of view uh, because mm -hmm. it was very, uh, the vision, the initial vision was so clear that uh, we didn't lose a lot of time um, iterating on bad ideas, I would say, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because we were so um, uh, gathered around the, the, the vision that Okay, let's add the camp. Okay, let's add the, the tomb. Okay, let's add this. And each time it was a good idea, and each time it fitted with the vision. So, of course, it's long to balance, but to create, mm -hmm. it was very fast because it was evident. You know? And also, it's fairly, um, again, just go back to the sort of playing perspective of the game. Uh, for players, it's quite, uh, it's almost passive. So, to go back to the path system as well. Just by going from point A to point B, you may have uncovered a new place of interest, which means you gain knowledge. Uh, at that place, you may decide to chop wood, um, so your uh, woodcutter will gain experience. So we don't force players, they don't have to go to places, they don't have to do anything in order to level up. Most of these things just happen as they uh, go on their adventure, and that was one of the core visions as well for yeah, the game, is that right. we don't want players to have to be a merchant. Of course you can do that, you can mainly focus on selling things, but just selling uh, loot from your latest battle or you level up in the merchant part, for example. So that was very important to not burden the player with all these systems. It's quite fluid and it's almost a symphony in a way, uh, the way things sort of all fall into place. That implies then that experience truly is that experience. You exist in this world and you gain experience just by existing? Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, a good example for that is maybe the compendium. Yeah. So how do you unlock things in the compendium? Okay, so um, the compendium is uh, regroups all um, upgrades and recipes you can learn in the game uh, from being a cook, from being a, a blacksmith, or just generic uh, and general uh, global items. upgrades and items. Uh, so by visiting the world, you will gain knowledge, uh, as Dylan said. Uh, once you have uh, unlocked the, um, the, the erudite, uh, the, the scholar, the scholar, yes. my bad, the scholar, um, you will gain uh, way more uh, knowledge. Uh, 
uh, visiting uh, and exploring tomb of the ancients also rewards with uh, a lot of knowledge and with you can spend this knowledge to learn new recipes and all the recipes in the game uh, cost knowledge so if you want to specialize in the, the blacksmith you can if you want to specialize in cooking you can also um, you can do what you want because we uh, we give you a specific currency only one currency and you spend it the way you want to spend it you know you don't have to learn uh, blacksmith knowledge or uh, cooking's knowledge or uh, scholar knowledge you gain knowledge and you spend it the way you want to, to spend it yeah and again it goes back to rewarding the player for, for moving around uh, if you stay put you won't discover new places uh, it's very simple really you just walk around you get to a new village and you've just yeah. earned uh, knowledge points um, so yeah you have to stay on the move yeah it's very close to the what I said when I, I talked about the nomadic vision of the game uh, you have to roam to roam the land because you can't settle on one point it won't be very good for you just go yeah. roam take contracts visit new places explore and you you will be maybe rich and uh, and you will do what you achieve what you want to do I would say. what kind of challenges does a player face uh in, in being a nomad and, and in your world like did you create specific monsters that they have to encounter or uh i, I read a lot about having to feed your party members and making sure you take care of your party in the right way that kind of stuff yeah um so basically you you in you are in charge of a mercenary band uh, so what it implies it's you have to pay them, you have to feed them, you have to fulfill their needs. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. they are alcohol, alcoholic, so you have to give them alcohol. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe they want to uh, be vegetarian as well. Maybe they can be yeah. vegetarian, and you have no way. To- That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so you have to manage your troop, but we didn't want this to be very uh, too much. Uh, too difficult. Yeah, player. too difficult yeah. for the player to, to manage because the the art of the game was not to manage your troop uh, and be suffocating, you know, because you can't pay them and you can't uh, just feed them. It was more okay, just roam, do things, and you will be able to 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 buy food. You will be able to pay your guys. Your guys will be happy uh, because they are happy. They will gain more experience. They will, you know, uh, develop relations between uh, them. Uh, it will be good for you. It will be good for the game. So yeah, it's more than a positive. I would say a positive way to feedback the player is if you treat your 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 mercenaries well, you will you will be rewarded for this. You know, uh, so it's a little bit of a challenge to be honest, uh, especially in extreme and hardest difficulties of the game. Uh, but it won't be uh, very tough to manage. Uh, however, you will have a lot of challenge, uh, challenges uh, in the combat uh, because you will face uh, maybe bounties that are very hard to beat. You will face also hideouts of bandits. Uh, it's hard to, to, to kill. Each system has its own uh, combat system, so you will have to learn how to, uh, to fight in the tomb because you will need light you will have to learn in fight in forsaken villages you will have to learn to fight in arenas because arenas is four versus four so you have you need to have four good guys in your in your in your troop 
um, you will have to fight champions that are basically just war bosses uh, with a strategy. Um, and uh, if you are awake at night, you will maybe encounter the, the, the ghost pack uh, that will maybe make you guys flee in terror during fight. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, the challenges are very numerous in the game because the world is dangerous. Uh, if you sleep close to bandits, maybe they will attack you at night. Uh, you know, but you can uh, also add a stool in your camp mm -hmm. to reduce, you know, the danger level uh, of your so, Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the challenges are both combat and uh, management, but the management one is uh, very thematic, mm -hmm. you know. But to go back to the management side of things as well, uh, with all the different game elements that Quentin has listed, you might think that you'd need a massive troop of 50 mercenaries, but having a massive troop of 50 mercenaries would mean that you need to feed them and pay them, which all of a mm -hmm. sudden becomes much yeah. more difficult. Yeah. So it, it goes back to choices as well. Do you go for a much smaller, more specialized troop, but you, the rock, paper, scissors, you may come up against something that would just wreck your troop because you don't have anything to counter it. Um, so yeah, that's definitely one of the challenges is, uh, and it goes back to the regions as well. Each region, uh, for example, Harag's marshlands, yeah. um, there's a lot of poison, uh, you know, yeah. there's different things that you'd need to counter. Yeah. Uh... So I'd say one thing that's probably interesting is uh, you can't necessarily be good at everything uh, yeah, in, right. with one troop. Uh, you, have to, you have to make choices and sacrifices as well. It depends on the player. If you want to play with a band of I don't know, 30 mercenaries, yeah. you can do it. Yeah. But if you want also to play with only one mercenary, mm -hmm. you can also do it if you want. Uh, and that's what we wanted to do for our days. It's like um, there is a game for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and we wanted system to be adaptive uh, to this. So you can play with 30 people or you can play with only one people on one game. So at the beginning, players are able to choose their party? Like a standard role-playing yeah. style? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, at first you can select a, um, a, a troop to, to, to start your adventure. It's uh, from a predefined list of starts. Yeah, a pre because yeah, we, we also wanted, we, we didn't want the player to, you know, um, min maybe, yeah, min-max yeah. uh, yeah. from the beginning, you know, taking like two hours to very, you mm -hmm. know, uh, looking for the, the best, uh, the best build. Do you want to maybe talk about how a player would start at the beginning, the, the choices to make your group? Yeah, so you, uh, you select uh, um, four people with a background, you know, maybe old merchants, uh, maybe deserters from the Legion, uh, you will give them quality that will give you a bonus, but you will also give them uh, a, negative a negative trait, you know. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, they, uh, they sleep hard, so, um, no, they... The they heavy are, sleepers. Yeah, heavy sleepers, you know. Uh, uh, maybe they... So uh, that would increase the risk of being um, ambushed at night, for yeah. example. Mm. Uh, by 10 to be exact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, this, and then after this, you, you, you can... Uh, customize your 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 troop, uh, the haircuts, uh, the skin, etc. And uh, you will also be able to to choose uh, starting skills, uh, secondary starting skills, because every guy in, in your troop will be um, 
wearing a special weapon type, maybe a bow, a sword, a polearm, etc. Which is also defined by the, the backstory as well. You yeah. can't mm -hmm. pick from uh, the different weapons. Yeah, in the game. you're right. Gotcha. And and then you go you go in the world and you start your adventure. Did your community, when you guys were either in early access or, or even now, uh, did they have a lot of impact in how you guys decided to set up that starting, that starting party or the uh, system involved for creating that party? We have a, a very good example, which was implemented after 1.0. I can't remember if it was in the last community update or yeah. the one before. Um, a big, well, a big part of feedback. Some feedback was um, the. Some players didn't feel that the backstory was um, impactful later on in the game. It was impactful at the beginning because it defined your starting troop uh, mm -hmm. and some of the starting resources. So one thing that we did to go back to the past system is that depending on the backstory, you would have um, an, a, a bonus to gain experience in that path. So um, say you're uh, deserters from the Legion, yeah. um, you'll be able to earn experience quicker in the Might and Glory path, which is based around combat. So each starting backstory would influence your gameplay all the way through to, to the late game. Yeah. Maybe there's something else as well for the start. Yeah, so no, but basically we, we added a lot of customization also because yeah. it was a, yeah. a very highly requested feature yeah. uh, to be able to customize more the guys. Um, also to select uh, starting traits, mm. uh, giving bonuses, giving matters. Um, and yeah, basically we added a lot of things. Yeah. You guys <laughs> took what I would argue is a very PC heavy game. Like, like there were a lot of uh, menus and adjustments for a tactical RPG and you translated that to switch in September or that came out in September. So you translated it prior to that. Uh, and then you brought it to Xbox in late October. Uh, can you talk a little bit about bringing the tactical RPG genre, specifically in War Tales, to the console space? Yeah. Um, so at first, when we started working on the game, uh, we already knew we wanted to launch the game on consoles. So we also thought of, um, um, I mean, every window, every um, decision we did uh, and we take and took in the game, uh, was done with the idea we needed to have this on console. So I would say it has um, fa fastened the development. Um, oh, made it easier. Yeah, made it uh, way easier. Um, so basically the controller in what is, is uh, one uh, was of course a challenge. Uh, but it's very... Because it's, um, for example, in dioramas, uh, which is the place of interest, it's very point and click. Yeah. Um, so we did put a lot of work into making sure that uh, the feel of playing War Tales with the controller yeah. would suit console players and uh, more casual players as well. If you want to play War Tales on your sofa, on your big screen TV, yeah. then you can. Um, and that was very important to us, is making sure that players were able to... Uh, have the same experience of the same game, but just adapt it to how they want to play it. Yeah, because as Dylan said, of course, it's um, a new player base. Of course, the, the, the console uh, players are very different because as Dylan said, you can play on what is on your couch, uh, whereas our main uh, community was playing, you know, 
uh, on PC. Um, so we have to adapt to this uh, because we want it to be comfortable, to be the best experience possible. Um, and to do this, uh, we really work hard for the controller. Uh, and personally, I love playing with the controller mm -hmm. um, because it's like very more casual, I would say. And even if what else is PC heavy, as you say, the game has, um, we, we, we wanted also to simplify some mechanics uh, because you, we also knew we wanted the, this to be on console. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I'd also say one thing that's uh, been really nice since the release is uh, uh, a massive intake of new feedback from completely different yeah. player types and seeing how, again, a uh, completely different audience approaches the game and plays the game and how they feel about the game. Uh, and that, again, is very important to us because yeah. uh, just like in early access and since 1.0 release, we'll continue to uh, tweak the game, adapt the game. One big request so far has been um, tutorials. Yeah. Uh, War Tales is a game where we don't necessarily want to tell the player what to do and how to do mm -hmm. things. Uh, they have to be curious. Um, but some things like how to use a controller, a controller player, uh, I mean, a console player is used to a controller tutorial, for example, uh, with the different keybinds and stuff. So yeah. those are things that we're looking into uh, implementing as well to help um, give them a smoother experience from the, from the get-go. Yeah, I, I would also say that um, problems are maybe more difficult to solve uh, with the controller. However, uh, detecting these problems are very easy, a very easy task because uh, with a controller in hands, it's more intuitive. You know something is wrong very fast, you know. Uh, so it was very easy for us to detect what we wanted, um, the, the, the problems uh, we needed to solve, but finding solutions was maybe a more difficult task. But uh, basically, it, it wasn't that hard, I would say. Uh, yeah. You talked about that influx of player feedback that comes from an influx of players. Obviously, the Switch audience is uh, massive at this point. Uh, and then when you came to Xbox, you also launched into Game Pass. Uh, that had to be a unique experience. Can you talk about launching into a subscription service and how, I suppose, Game Pass has impacted you guys in, in the positives and negatives? Um, yeah, so um, basically, uh, in a matter of development, it doesn't change a lot. For, mm -hmm. um, however, um, of course, uh, launching of the Game Pass is a big opportunity uh, for, I, I would say, any studio, uh, because you can reach a new audience uh, you, won't, you would not have uh, on you know, PC. PC. Um, and of course, it's like, um, as Dylan said, we can learn and improve uh, ourselves uh, as a studio on mm -hmm. uh, console, you know, uh, because we we need to learn, of course, uh, mm -hmm. we keep learning uh, how to uh, how to make good games and how to, how to make good games on consoles, um, which was not at first our predilection market, I would say. Uh, so yeah, also uh, Microsoft is helping us uh, doing the the game uh, for the Game Pass. So um, it's very important to us because they, of course they have um, 
uh, knowledge, uh, yeah. expertise as well. I mean, uh, it's Microsoft. Uh, yeah, it's Microsoft. Yeah. Basically. Uh, so it's very helpful for us. And they also have a, um, a powerful and a, a power of communication, I would yeah. say. So it's very important for us also. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely say that we we love working with Microsoft. For example, they invited us to uh, the Paris Games Week, which is a big gaming convention in France uh, for the release mm -hmm. of War Tales, which was an amazing opportunity to you know to meet the different teams and uh, discuss things with them and launch War Tales yeah. and uh, Game Pass. Did you all see kind of that influx of players trying out the game? How, how so? Like when you, you launched on Xbox, so you would expect Xbox players to check it out. But to be in Game Pass, I would think you would more people would check it out than than a standard launch. Yes, uh, I definitely say that um, for PC players, uh, a lot of sort of the, the talk on social media and stuff that we've seen was uh, they'd seen it on Steam, they didn't get around to trying it, and they've just tried it out on Game Pass and they love the game, um, mm -hmm. which for us is amazing. Uh, I'd say console as well. Yeah. Uh, we've seen a massive influx of players, different feedback that we've said. I don't know if you can't tell what Yeah, because with the Game Pass, uh, people uh, are more tend to, to try a game uh, they wouldn't have birthed from by themselves, I would say. So we have a lot of players that would not have purchased the, the game on PC, you know? And mm -hmm. so these people are not our main player base. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, exactly. it's very, it, it's yeah. very interesting for yeah. us to, you know, gather feedbacks yeah. from them. Uh, people that haven't played turn-based games before. Yeah. Uh, they see the Warthouse is an open world game and they might try it and now they're hooked on turn-based games. Yeah, um, which you know is always lovely to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I anecdotally can agree with you. I when I told my community that I would be chatting with you guys, they were thrilled because several of them had tried out the game via Game Pass. Uh, they just like you get you had said, Quentin. They saw it on Steam, knew about it, and then when it was there in Game Pass, they're like, "All right, I'm going to have a go." Uh, and, yeah. and Dylan, some of them have never played tactical RPGs before, so they were just like, "Hmm, what is this?" It was it was a neat kind of anecdotal parallel to what you were saying for sure for sure uh, guys as we wind down i want to open the door for anything that maybe we haven't covered that you'd like to point players to or maybe spotlight something that we haven't uh talked about yet is there anything on your mind um big question right it's quite a big game so uh, uh no yeah what i would say is like uh I would like to say thanks to our community because um, and our new community especially yeah, 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 yeah you're right because it's like uh, very important to us uh, as developers uh, to have um, a lot of feedbacks you know because we create games we create things uh, we have ideas we bring them to life you know and we see people playing it we see people enjoying it and it's very very uh, it's lovely to see. Yeah, yeah, you're, you know, it's yeah. like, okay, uh, we can bring so much to people, and people bring so much to us, yeah. also, you know. So, yeah, a big thanks because it's like it has been an amazing journey, and mm -hmm. it's only the, the beginning. Yeah, exactly. uh, For what is, and uh, we need and we love reading uh, feedback. Yeah. Uh, so keep on doing so because it's like 
I, I think for what I, I would like to say, like the game is built uh, with the community uh, from the start because it, it, it's it's in his DNA, I would yeah. say. Uh, it's the way we design the game and the way we want to keep designing it for the years to come. So yeah. Uh, there you go guys well listeners uh if you're interested in more tales it's available on pc it's on switch and of course xbox and via game pass uh so i'll encourage you guys to check it out uh dylan are there any socials we should point listeners to uh yeah waters underscore game uh on x or twitter whatever you want to call it uh waters on facebook uh you can check out the sure games youtube as well uh, there's our Reddit, uh, What Else Game. Um, I think that's there's also our Discord. Uh, I don't know if I could send you a, a link maybe later. Sure. For, for link in the description, to... guys. Exactly. So, yeah, feel free to, to join us and say hi and uh, discuss What Else with other players. There you go. Uh, well, gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. I'm so looking forward to the feedback. I'm watching people uh, discover War Tales. Have a fantastic rest of your week, listeners. Take care.